Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's called Wild Quincy. I'm here with Travis Hoffman. I'm Chris Ketters, and we're joined this week by our special co-host, Rodney Hart. Uh, Rodney, how are you doing? I, I feel special, Chris, because I'm yeah? with you guys. Yeah, I'm hanging out with you guys. Thank you very much. I'm doing great. Thanks for letting me hang out. Absolutely. Travis, doing good? Can't complain, Rodney. Thanks for joining us. Usually I'm in there at Second String Music pestering you, pick, playing all the guitars. So uh, feel free to pick up any guitar you see in the background here on Zoom and, and, and go Well, crazy. I got a problem with you, Travis. Yeah, all right, that? We're going to start right away. We're going to address <laughs> this. I don't like you very much because you're way better than I am. Oh, you gotta that's, not <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Oh, oh this this boy, this guy can play. He, uh, <laughs> Rodney, I, I Travis was doing uh, something on Facebook, a Facebook Live one night, and I was listening, and he's like, "Hey, I would take any request." And we, I knew him. You know, we've known each other since we were little kids, and so I threw out. Travis, play some Stevie Ray Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can't do Stevie Ray. And then all of a sudden, I can, but not well. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly can't sing it well. No. Travis is the bomb. He's a, um, a very, very talented singer, uh, guitar player, likes to make up his own stuff. And, um, and any chance I get to... Uh, to hang out with Travis and do a little whamma lamma jamma with Travis. And it's happened before on the sidewalk at Fifth and Main in front of Second String. That's right. We've got Great stories. jam sessions. We've got stories. So, yeah, it's uh, he's a good player. Well, I'm going to adjust my headphones because my head's gotten a little too big here. But, uh, you know, <laughs> thank you, Rodney. And uh, Travis, that was the easiest 20 bucks I ever made. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, bu- I'll pop a tan on there for you, too. No, but you should go check Rodney out. Rod- Rodney is a staple in mint much of Quincy's music, not just providing, but, you know, playing music. Uh, you you play often uh, in a group, Heartless. Tell us a little bit about Heartless, Rodney, if anybody hasn't had the luxury of catching you guys. Well, Heartless is myself and Corey. Corey yeah, Corey uh, Green Powell. Uh, she's a an amazing uh, girl singer. Yeah, and basically, the, the rule is, if you find a girl like Corey who can really sing, stay out of the way. She's got pipes, no doubt, no doubt. She's got some pipes, yeah. So uh, love love playing with Corey. We're uh, coming up in May. We're going to be busy. Yeah, we, just about every weekend we got something brewing. So things are beginning to open up uh, again here in the Q-Town and um, really looking forward to to getting out with Corey. And the cheeseburgers are going to be back. Good oh, wow. too. Always yeah, a fun time. Cheeseburgers are back. And so we're going to be doing a few things and, Looking forward to, to getting out there and, and playing again and, and getting back to uh, to uh, a semblance of normal, right? Absolutely. So, Rodney, I, we were talking before we started recording, and I I said, I, well, let's not talk anymore. I want to talk about this on the podcast. I want to learn it firsthand. So give us your background of, let's say, high school, college, and then how you ended up in Quincy. Well, uh, high school was the best 12 years of my life, Chris. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually grew up in Canada. My father uh, was a pastor, and um, so we bounced around in Canada for a while. Moved to Michigan when I was in high school, to the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, West West Michigan. Graduated uh, from Grand Rapids Christian High School. Eventually graduated from Central Michigan University in 1988 with a journalism degree. Worked uh, in Grand Rapids and in a, another small town in Northeast Michigan. And I got, I, I landed in Quincy in 1996. I took a job as the sports editor of the Quincy Herald Wig. Wow. That's how I landed there. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I uh, became a reporter and a columnist for the paper. And 
spent, I think, a total of 16 years uh, all in all doing that and had a very good good run, good people that I worked for at the at the WIG and enjoyed it very much. I, we haven't prod you about this, but most likely we're going to have to have you on for another episode, maybe our bonus Patreon episode, dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit deeper. Because that's usually sure. where we, we dig into that uh, background stuff, because I'm kind of curious about uh, the days uh, at the old WIG. So. Well, sure. And, and I will tell you, Chris, I covered crime in courts, and you can't make it up. <laughs> and I, and the stuff I saw every day, and a lot, some of it, well, a lot of it actually didn't get reported. But you can't make up the stuff that I saw every day covering crime and courts. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a rather interesting way to make a living, for sure. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and this works to perfectly what you're getting ready to say because we just did a Patreon episode with uh, Jennifer McIntyre. She was on for our last episode, and mm-hmm. she always she made the joke in our Patreon episode that she saw you walking down to the courthouse, and she knew she was running late when she saw you walking down to the courthouse every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she was well, a little jealous of the of the of what you guys had to carry. You you had well, a, a, I know. a notepad. Well, I, and she had like a whole camera gear. <laughs> you know, I, I like Jennifer. Uh, I, I have some great. Stories stories about um if i was oh many times i'd be down in in um st charles st louis covering something that got moved down there like change of venue stuff do you remember melissa hackenmack melissa shriver yeah mm-hmm. at all oh, she sure. worked for khqa yeah i i don't know how how it happened but if she she was there i ended up carrying her camera in her bag and stuff i don't know how that <laughs> happened but i just uh, same with Raja, uh, Raja maples if she had like a big bagger i ended up carrying it i was like well, wait a second here I think it's the inner guitarist musician. You just automatically see gear <laughs> yeah. and think you know, roadie mentality. We got to get this gear moved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see if we can get you in for a Patreon episode to dig into that a little bit more. But uh, sure. speaking of that, uh, if you haven't checked our Patreon, we got a lot of people joining. And I, I mentioned this on Facebook. And Travis, I think you're going to agree with me on this, is that the conversations that we're having, they're not anything like what we're talking about on here. Maybe this is a little glimpse of what we're talking talking about but we dig in so much more deeper and uh, last week we did the uh, patreon episode with jennifer as i just mentioned and it was so much fun i've i've honestly never laughed so hard as i did when we were talking to jennifer last week it was a good time it's a good time peek behind the curtain we're not so formal we lose the ties switch out the coffee for uh Something a little harder and uh, just unwind. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, and speaking of that, Travis, we also in last week's episode, we also uh, had an opportunity for some people to potentially win a T-shirt and, of course, our merchandise store. We were talking about that. Travis, is it up and running? It's going to be as soon as I put it on the website, Chris. I got to do a little linking. But, yeah, we're going to have our merch site launched here in the next couple of days. So, by the time this episode's up... Uh, the merch store should be up. That'll be accessible via a link on wildquincy.com. Got lots of fun shirts, some Quincy accoutrement and, and whatnot. So uh, go check it out. Hopefully it won't break the bank too hard. But, uh, you know, you love the podcast so much, so it'd be criminal not to give you guys a little bit of, a little bit of uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Bling. Bling. There you go. Uh, yeah, Chris, and speaking of, of winners, we did indeed announced that uh, we were having a contest where if you would promote uh, Wild Quincy's Facebook page by putting a recommendation to t- check it out via Facebook and an at mention. And we had a few people take up take us up on that offer. And out of, out of the hat, I drew a name of the contenders. And the name of the winner is Amanda Van Ness. 
<laughs> so Amanda, who is actually a Patreon member, and, and that, that did not play into her winning. There was a lot of, I really appreciated about it. He did take a few minutes and encourage other people to check out Wild Quincy. But you know, Amanda's a ghost chaser of some notes. <laughs> yes, she, she is. She, we, all, you know we were all schoolmates, Rodney. Yes. Going way yeah. back. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Amanda Rock. She's awesome. Yeah. So Amanda, I will be in touch, and we will get a size, and we will get you a shirt at no cost coming to you very soon. Um, so look, I may have already talked to you at this point. So it'll be good. <laughs> Thanks again for everybody who helped us out. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I was just telling Travis that um, I purchased some and I got a sweatshirt for myself and I got a t-shirt for my wife and they fit great. I actually, when I opened it up, I, I opened a sweatshirt. I was like, man, this looks huge. But I guess evidently I've gained some weight because it fit perfectly when I put it on. <laughs> so uh, take that as you will. Uh, but yeah, so Quarantine. check that out. The, the, yeah, the merchandise store is available. We'll have that up on our website, wildquincy.com. And always remember, too, that we have our voicemail line as well that you can give us a call, 612-666-WILD. Give us one of those return liners. We'll have one coming up for you in just a minute. But uh, get your voice on Wild Quincy and uh, be part of the thing that is called a podcast and the thing that's uh, going to stay in the world of the uh, worldwide internet's interwebs uh, forever. So uh, make sure to take part in that 612-666-WILD. Is there any other uh, business we got to take care of, Travis? No, I'm, I'm, I, well, we do, actually. I think we can move on into things with the question of the day. Ooh. And I'll, I'll uh, if you guys are ready. Yeah, I'm I mean, ready. I don't want to push you too hard. Rodney's at, right. uh, really ready. He's shaking his head up and down. <laughs> Okay, well, here's the question of the day, and no answers right now. I'm going to have you guys think about this, and at the end of the show, we'll circle back and get your thoughts. This one's a little broad. When did levee construction begin on the Mississippi River? This is as a whole, not just the regional area, but as a whole. So I got four options for you to ponder over. Okay. The first one, 1845. B is... 1718 C is 1910 D 1498 so quite a span the year after Columbus came they didn't screw around apparently Chris they got right (laughs) at it well there you go so that's your question of the day so it's what year did construction start on the Mississippi River not necessarily West Quincy or or on the levee yeah on on the levee on the levee the first levee system construction on any part of the Mississippi River I feel like there's some trickery in this question I feel like you're messing with this Travis well you know carp karma chris you've been you've been messing with me lately <laughs> i, I so. didn't do that to you no. a couple weeks ago <laughs> all right so we'll have that yeah we'll have to answer the question for you coming up at the end of our episode but right now we're going to be jumping into the meat and potatoes we're going to jump in with rodney and travis we're going to talk about gym city first and the rules are going to be simple we'll tell you about next coming up here on wild quincy <laughs> Hey, this is Jennifer. Welcome back to Wild Quincy with Travis and Chris. Back here on Wild Quincy, Rodney Hart with us on our episode that we're going to talk about Jim City first. And, and this one's a unique one. If you remember a few weeks ago, we uh, did an episode with Chad Douglas where we did famous Quincyans and we kind of did it as a round table and we each brought some different ideas and thoughts uh, of our famous Quincyans that uh, we brought to the table. This is kind of the same thing, except 
the rules are a little more laxed in that literally anything that has to do with the word Quincy and the word first. That's it. That that's all the rules. <laughs> There's no rules besides that. Uh, so so it's going to be kind of adventurous and kind of be fun of what uh, what we end up finding out here. Um, and I have a good feeling because I think we all talked to Travis that we probably all have a pretty heavy list here. This is not going to be a single episode that I'm sure there's going to be future Quincy first coming up in the future. There's so many, Chris. I mean, I thought it was going to be a challenge. Then about five minutes into the research, I'm like, Oh Christ, you know, I have a huge (laughs) list already. So yeah, lots of uh, things to return to this well on if it's well received. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do on this episode. So we're all going to throw out and kind of give a little snippet of why that's a first or what what it's all about. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to all going to be self-ranking. We're going to rank what everybody thinks their number one is at the end of the episode. And then we're going to ask you on Facebook in the days to follow after this episode comes out what you think the first should be out of the ones that we chose. So uh, if you guys are ready, I think Rodney, since you're the co-host, the special co-host for this episode, we're going to throw it out to you for the very first one so knock yourself out well we were talking about uh my my old days of uh working at the quincy herald wig i was the crime and courts reporter there for a dozen years so here's my my where was the first courthouse located in quincy the first adams county courthouse where was that located it was not in the current location I, I I'm just asking you a question. Where I, was that? Would be my answer. The current I think location. I know. I believe Rodney was on the east side of the square, about halfway in the middle of the block. Ish. Is that your final answer? I'll say us? yes. Okay. All right. All right. So what we got? Okay. Am I am I am I supposed to answer it now? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll have that at the end well, of the episode. Okay, so, so Chris, you are right. Sort of. Oh, okay. interesting. Because that courthouse that's there now, that was not the original courthouse. The original courthouse, um, actually, no, Chris, you are wrong. Let me just put it. <laughs> The first okay. courthouse in Quincy, Illinois, was located in a log cabin at the corner of Fifth and Main in oh, Quincy, Illinois. How about that? Oh, Somewhat acquainted with that corner. Yeah. I was going to say, there's something special there yeah. now, right? Some crazy so guy selling guitars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so then it moved over to uh, the current location. It took, there was a cemetery there. You know, Fifth and Vermont. There was a cemetery. Remember when they were building the jail here a couple of years ago? They were digging up right. bones and stuff because mm-hmm. it was a cemetery. Uh, and, then, um, and then it moved to where you were talking about, Travis. Sure. Uh, on the east side of the square, yeah, just down the street from Second String Music, and the, and that and the courthouse was there when Lincoln and Douglas had their debate, and then uh, and then it moved over back, it, it moved to, yeah, back the current location, Fifth and Vermont, and the original courthouse was destroyed in a tornado in 1945, and it was mm-hmm. rebuilt, and that's the current facility over there. So there you go. Wow. I learned yeah. something out of the out of the gun, Travis. Very that's back awesome. and forth the courthouse story. It, it, yeah. You know, yeah. it's so strange how it just went I've back and forth. I've got a few. Yeah, I've got a few courthouse stories. All right. Wow, Chris. Cool. All right, Travis. Let's a, hear yours. Am I up next. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I love I love how random this is because mine is like way on the other side of the spectrum. The first food delivery service in Quincy. Any guesses? I think I might have saw this one, so I'll let Rodney guess. No, uh, I I'm gonna say. Uh, it probably wasn't um, 
who's a, where's that, that, you know, there's a wagon where the old Kmart used to be, the Mexican, it's really good. Was that the first one? No. <laughs> you would think, you would think. I No, I have no idea. The credit goes to, actually, it was in West Quincy, oddly enough, but they delivered to Quincy. It was in Doc's Air Park Restaurant, which was located in West Quincy, about three miles west of the Memorial Bridge. It first began delivering food on October 1st, 1963. And this wasn't quite the same traditional, like, 15 minutes or less, and it's free. This was you put in a, an order, like, each. if you put in your order at the top of the hour, you could expect your food in that hour. So Doc's, Doc's Air Park apparently was a pretty popular restaurant. I think the same owners went to open up a restaurant later on the square called The Flame um, for a while here in Quincy. And uh, it was actually an airport until in nineteen up until nineteen fifty five, and then it was just the restaurant itself. So the first delivery service for food in Quincy was actually in West Quincy. What year was that again, Travis? That was in nineteen sixty three, Chris. So it was in nineteen sixty three, and you said it was the name of it was Docs. Docs Air Park Restaurant. Was there still a sign for them over there, like? In the 2000s and 90s? I kind of remember something like that being over there. I don't recall it. It's possible. I think I know the location huh. where it Maybe was. Maybe I'm just making it up. Yeah. But if anybody knows okay. anything about well, Doc's Air Park, I'd love to hear more about that. So let us know at wildquincy at gmail.com. Yeah. Chris, it's your turn. Wow us. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I, I didn't pick out a first. I just have the whole list. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with something. Something. Um, let's do this one. I'll, I'll start out with an easy one here. Uh, the Civil War brought many changes and followed the Reconstruction era, and uh, that also gave us the opportunity for Quincy to be the first location for a veterans' home in the state of Illinois. Oh, there so, you go. Illinois Veterans' Home is the first veterans' home in the state of Illinois. Wow. See, I, I went real simple. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It still counts. It still counts. I'll, I'll work my way up. You guys felt like you hit home runs out of the gate here, so... <laughs> Rodney, what do you got? Okay, so this is, again, a little different. You had an episode about famous Quincyans recently, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so who was the first person to ever, ever hire and pay the Quincy Group Avenue Beat to play a concert? Oh, man. What a question. And by the way, Avenue Beats was like I think number five on Chad's list in uh, in our top five because well, he. But Chad is a former TV, Chad is a former TV guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Quin. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Quincy Park District. Okay, Travis. I I I believe that I am speaking to the very person right now. If memory serves me correctly. <laughs> Was it or was not at you? You are correct, sir. This would have been Christmas, and I don't remember the year, 2014, 15. They were maybe sophomores in high school. And this is a – I had seen them the previous summer at the Adams County Fair when they were in this some country showdown thing, a contest, right? And it was myself and a couple other people were judges for the contest, and – Everybody that was in the contest came up and did sang the tracks, which I'm not a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not about that. So then these three girls got up. They had a ukulele 
and they sang three songs and I, it was unbelievable. That's the first time I ever heard them and I was just floored and they won the contest. So then they started, you know, they were very naive. Their parents were very naive. So they would get these calls like, Oh, would you come over and sing for our little tea at the country club? It'd be good exposure for <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, oh. sure. Great exposure. They, and and I already knew, and they by then they were starting to do the one restaurant open mic night thing, and and uh, so I hired them to play during Christmas. I think it was 2014 or 15. I I hired them. I paid them a hundred dollars, and I invited my friends uh, Adam Yates and the late Frank Haxel and a couple other guys. I said, "You got to see these girls. You just you have to see them. They're unbelievable." And they were just floored. Even then. They were really good. So, and that took place at Second String Music. It was uh, like the weekend before Christmas. So, there you go. Wow, very cool. And here's the funny thing: is I was telling, we were talking about this, is that with uh, Avenue Beats, I didn't. I've heard their songs, but I had no idea. I heard one of their songs. I had no idea they were even from Quincy. <laughs> so, yeah. What's that tell yeah. you? I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Travis, what do you got on next on your list? Quarantine, kind of threw us all for a loop we had the wild haircuts for a while because nobody could cut our hairs or our hair i don't know why i got real specific there on hairs either way <laughs> it got me thinking who was the first person cutting hair in quincy so i did a little looking the first barber in quincy now this took place i mean way back in the day we're talking i don't even have a hard date but somewhere between 1830 and 1850 there was a man named william bowling who worked in a log cabin, which he paid $150 for. It was located at 532 Hampshire Street. And this guy was a barber. Now, at face value, that's pretty wild. But he has kind of a little interesting story about him. He was a German violin virtuoso as a child. But in 19, I think in the 1930s, he, uh, no, it wouldn't have been the 1930s. I got ahead of myself. But there was a, uh, he got stricken with typhoid fever and that left him deaf which pretty much dashed any hopes he had for continuing his work as a violin virtuoso. So he ended up uh, marrying in St. Louis, coming up to Quincy, and his wife would be by his side the entire time. Being deaf, he needed someone to interpret via sign language the, the, what the, the customer was looking for in terms of a haircut. And so it's just this, this wild story about our first barber, you know, being A, a virtuoso in violin, tragically typhoid fever, and his wife basically would stand by him and translate uh, what the customer was wow. saying, sometimes holding a candle so that the, uh, the work could continue past sunset. So uh, wow. strange, little, little things you'll learn about uh, things about Quincy's past. Wow. Interesting. All right. Um, I'm still searching for what I want to do next, but I think I'm going to do, I'm going to go, we're going to go back to West Quincy on this next one. So we've talked about it a couple times now. I guarantee you this is going to be a future Wild Quincy episode, but I'm going to go ahead and steal this because I know you probably both have this on your list. We are known for having, well, in the area, I should say, uh, we're known for having the first and only person to ever be charged with causing a catastrophe with the West Quincy levy. So that's never happened before. Now, granted it did happen. He was charged in Marion County, <laughs> but it was just literally, if you have a really strong arm, you could throw a rock across the river and you can hit it from being in Quincy. So, um, so that was my, one of my first, the first ever person being charged with causing a catastrophe. Well, who was it? I knew you were going to ask me. That. It's, uh, uh, Scott, James um, Scott. <laughs> 
James Scott. There we go. <laughs> That's correct. I yeah. I interviewed James Scott on the 15 year anniversary of that event. Very interesting. So if you want to do another one, we could spend an entire podcast about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's that's that's its whole own episode and probably a bonus episode as well. Uh, yeah. So let's we'll get out of the weeds. We'll move on. Let's go to Rodney. Let's go to your next. All part. right. Here you go, guys. Who was the first president of the <laughs> of the? No, not first president. Who was okay. the first president of the Quincy Boulevard and Park Association? There is a park named after him. Ooh. Okay. That makes it a little easier. You would um, think. You would think <laughs> it's that it's that it's that half acre lot that's uh, just outside of this inside of the guess. city limits. Travis, you have any ideas? I have a guess. I don't know of any, but for some reason, a name keeps coming into mind, and it checks out on the parks. Okay. Uh, you want to offer any guesses first, Chris? Or are you still thinking? No, I don't. I don't even want to offer a guess because I don't think it's a park. I'm going to guess <laughs> Robert Gardner. Good guess. Oh, oh. I, I, I'll, I will throw this out. I, I don't even think it's a park. Is there a Bonasinga park? Yeah, there's a drive. Bonasinga drive. drive, right? Or, okay. no, there's a park. Is there a, a park? park? No, it's, he was not. The first president of the Quincy Boulevard and Park Association, early 1900s, was E. J. Parker, as in Parker. Mike. Oh. Yep. Okay. He was the first one. Well, there you go. I wouldn't okay. have guessed that. Not at all. Looks like the <laughs> veritable bottle has spun back in my direction. I'm going to go here with a fun one. First child born in Quincy. The first child born in Quincy as it was recognized as a city Ooh. right there. Because obviously there was a native you know population in this area before. Mm-hmm. But as it was known as Quincy. Any guesses? Or family? I would oh. guess eight, um, 1821. Not far off. Rodney? Uh, 1823, 24. You guys are close. It, the, the record states, and you'll recognize this name. You know his dad much better than you know him. But the first person born in Quincy, as it was credited is the, the uh, I believe it was either the first, or the, I think it was the last child of John Wood himself. And that okay. would be Dan, Daniel Wood. Was really? born here in Quincy. Born February 29th, 1829, there at the log cabin at Front Delaware. Are you sure about that? Now, I didn't. Are you sure? That's what it's saying. That's what it's well, do saying. Do you believe everything you read on the internet, Travis? Especially those newspaper, pe- no, newspaper I people. I know. Yeah. We get screwed up reading that. <laughs> there it is. A- according to my sources. Okay. This is first, but what I found interesting was I had never really done a deep dive on Daniel Wood before. You mm-hmm. know, you know John Wood, you know his connection with Quincy. Daniel Wood is apparently a, a pretty good-natured, love, uh, good-natured, kind guy. Loved nature. He lived to be ninety-four years old. Hmm. Can you believe that? Never really left the area. Hmm. Died May 9th, nineteen twenty-second. Wow. So Daniel Wood. Uh, son of John Wood is credited from what I've seen as being the first child born in Quincy. Probably you could probably make a case on that one. That's kind of loose, but that's what we're going to go with for right now. All right. So I'm, I'm giving you guys all kinds of ideas for future wild <laughs> episodes. We should do a wild episode on the son of John Wood, John Wood Jr. 
Yeah. Okay. That is an interesting story, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, I'm writing some stuff <laughs> down over here. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> wow, good stuff. Well, Chris, I think we're back to you. What do we have? There's the next two I'm going to give aren't as obvious. You guys are having some hilarious ones, but I there's a couple here that we can't fail to mention. And the first one here has to do with Arts Quincy. And with Arts Quincy, it's America's first community arts council. So it's the first arts council anywhere in the United States, which I thought was very cool. It's founded in 1947. Arts Quincy works to foster and strengthen and expand the language, visual and performing arts, arts and education in Adams County. So I thought it was pretty cool. They're they're the first arts council in the United States. And going strong, yeah. Yeah, yeah, still going strong. Uh, Roddy, back to you. What was the original name of... uh... Washington Park. Lincoln Park. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you could just say... Way before Lincoln. Lincoln. I know, Lincoln, I know. Lincoln that. Was it Douglas Park? <sighs> Gotta go earlier. Gotta go earlier. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, City Park. No. Okay. No answer, Travis? I... I, I believe that it was called John Square. Good grief. We have a, uh, we have a historical... Chris, this guy is a historical savant. <laughs> I know. I know. You can't All get... this information has been floating around. I, I feel like I'm giving you guys 20 and feeding me these questions. You can't get one past Travis. However, no. what was, it, oh, what we'll was John Square in reference to? John uh, no. John Quincy Adams, I Yankee believe. Fed. Oh, you're right, man. Yeah. Th- this is this is why I have a podcast with Travis Hoffman. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That is a fun piece. I believe they used to, uh, Rodney. I don't know a lot of the history on what they used it for, but didn't they often have just cattle roaming around? No, they had they had sport? to fence it to keep the cattle out. Oh, okay. They literally <laughs> there's something with Washington Park to keep the cattle out because it was a you know a wild kind of frontier town it was near the river and um sure yeah so that's that's why they that's why it was fenced in the early days all you can eat buffet for if you're a cow uh, yeah. something like that yeah yeah good eats not so good on the footwear though mm, yeah. no no <laughs> all, right, all right travis what do you got up next Okay, I got a couple here, and I'm, I'm feeling like I got to kind of pick a little bit on which, which I'm going to do. This one's kind of a fun one. Uh, I won't ask throw any questions out. We'll just go down the facts here. But the first electric sign in Quincy is credited to, uh, he was an optician. It was an optician's office, Dr. P.H. Morris. His office was at 729 Hampshire. That's uh, actually real close to the kind of the block before the post office right now. Um, Ooh. And it... It uh, it was replacing a homemade sign, which, which this is a funny news article. He was lob- He was just kind of getting the final right away from the city council, and then <laughs> apparently he had a, all this long story about how proud he was of his first sign, which it was replacing, and he made he made the sign that it was replacing out of a whooping one eighty one dollar and eighty five cents, and he used an old kick drum, bass drum. Which I assume, oh. if I had to guess, I didn't see a picture, but I assume being an you know an optician, maybe he took the front and back frame of the bass drum and made like a, a rudimentary eyeglasses. Perhaps. What year was this? Do you know? This was in. Oh, one second, I can find out. It was in 1913. It looks Ooh, like that's interesting. 
I wonder if that building's still yeah. there because there's a row of buildings. I believe right. it is. It's actually right next to uh, Pete's uh, okay. music store. Okay, so yeah, building. yeah, it's right. That's what I thought. Yeah, Chris, we're back to you. Yeah, I'm going to throw you guys a softball. Hmm. Here, uh, this one's a big softball. I think first skyscraper in Quincy. And since Travis gave me the smile and the nod, I think he I'll knows who it is. Rodney is phasing back in his chair. Well, I, I will say this. Our building at 5th and Main for close to 40 years was the tallest building in Quincy, Illinois. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So the, I'm going to say my building. <laughs> Which isn't right. What year? Do you know? Do you know what year your building was built? 1896. So the building I'm referring to is built in 1925. How many stories does your building have? Five. Hmm. So I guess my question now becomes is, what's the te- definition of a skyscraper? <laughs> yeah. So are you talking about the WCU building? Yes, yeah. I am. Right. I believe it's, it has to be a steel frame structure, if memory serves on the skyscraper front, Chris. Which that does check out, I think, but I can't say that a hundred percent. So according to Wikipedia, because it was the first thing that came up, a skyscraper is a large, continuously habitual building having multiple floors. Modern source currently defines skyscrapers as being a hundred meters tall. <laughs> I don't think we have that in Quincy. Uh, <laughs> let's go with a different definition. Um, yeah, I think you might be right on it. Is that it has to do with steel, steel frame? But now it makes me wonder. We we might have caught our first error, Travis. The WC building is eleven story tall skyscraper in downtown Quincy, built uh, the Beau Art style. It was constructed in nineteen twenty five by a Catholic fraternal insurance group. Uh, it took two years to complete. Some of the features, which I thought was cool, by the way. Some of the features include uh, a rooftop garden, an auditorium, a barber shop, four bowling alleys, office space, a small gym, and a swimming pool in the basement. And there's none of that anymore. <laughs> yeah. The 1929, the swimming pool was closed and covered to allow additional office space after a crack in the wall was found. Say <laughs> the WCU building remains the tallest structure in Quincy. Travis, did you ever play in the green room? down there in the basement i did play in the green room yes years ago yeah you could it felt like a swimming pool going up the ramp to the park so did the funyuns the funyuns played in that green room too wow classic classic quincy music that's that's that i'm a font of useless quincy information when it comes to music thank you (laughs) so so i so rodney i'm very interested in that so you we could be on to something with that but we'll have to see why the the definition was skyscraper because of course according to the this is coming from the quincyillinois.gov website so Mm -hmm. we'll have to see we may have caught the city of illinois or the city of quincy in an air remember my building (laughs) my my building was constructed in 1896 Okay. When, when do you know what month? I'm curious. This plays into a little bit. You'll see why. Um, no, I don't. Okay, that's fine. Don't so worry. it was it was right around that time, but the WCU building didn't go up across the street until 1925. So that that's meant right. mm-hmm. the 30. Yeah. So it was about 30 years. Um, our building was the tallest building in. Quincy. I wouldn't call it a skyscraper, but but it was, you know, and when it was constructed, uh, it was uh, quite quite the spectacle. It was like the big modern building, and there are still uh, marble sinks, and there's the pinewood floor is still there, and yeah, it, it's 
at, at, I'm at the time. Rodney, yeah. I might have to challenge you on that. What's that? On the tallest building. What? We'll we'll get to the. Well, maybe I might have to the, challenge you on that. On maybe that it was stat. the tallest building in downtown Quincy. Is that possible? that could be? We'll we'll circle back, but keep keep oh, this conversation boy. fresh we, in your you're, mind. You're, Controversy is brewing, gentlemen. Church spires don't count. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That doesn't. There you count. go. Uh, I know it was the tallest building in downtown Quincy. There may have been something else, but uh, right. yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll do. Um, I think we're down to the last round. So if we want to go one more circle around, Rodney, we'll let you all right. kick it off. Okay. I have two two of them here. First of all, what was the name of the woman who built my building at the corner of Fifth and Main? Mm. Mrs. Dobbs. <sighs> Close. Oh, I don't know. Hattie Dodd. Hattie, H-A-T-T-I-E, D-O-D-D. I've heard of the Dodd building reference That's That's what it was called, yeah. And much more importantly than that, what was the name of the first second string music store cat? (laughs) Come on, Travis. Lucky Cat Vegas. Oh, you can't. You know this guy. Majestic gray cat yeah. that that took took the leap over to second string. That's right. It belonged to Pat Vegas Cornwell. Music. Remember from Vegas Music? That's right. And I remember I, Vegas Lucky Cat Vegas oh, yeah. from the Vegas yeah. Music. And that's how actually second string music came to be after Pat uh, passed away, sadly. Uh, his son, Chris, closed the business. And a few months later, my wife said, hey, let's start a music store. I said, what? She said, We're, I'm, I'm not working. I'm unemployed. I, let's start a music store. I said, you're crazy. We're not going to start a music store. There's no way we're going to do that. And she said, we're going to start a music store. And I said, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you guys yeah, did. It was such a, such a loss sure. when, when, obviously, personally, for those who knew Pat, yes. he was always great when I talked to him. And uh, it was great that you guys could pick up the torch. Yep. It's a much needed you know, part of the community. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I'm still sitting here looking. I'm still sitting here looking at the definition of skyscraper. So, Travis, <laughs> well, go ahead. This is applicable. This is applicable. And okay. th- this one's kind of shoddy. This one's a little shady when you start thinking about it. But I'll throw it out there anyways. Now, Rodney, you said uh, the Dodd Building was built in 1896, correct? I believe. I believe so. Yes. Well, just down the road at about 929 York Street, there was a behemoth rising that same year uh, with the name The Brew House. And it was the Dix Brothers Brewery that was coming up. I don't think that was taller than my building. I think I well, think elevation wise. You think so? Okay, it might be. It was well, th- this this stat isn't about the height actually, but it was just uh, kind of funny when you said that. It 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 said that uh yeah, maybe maybe it's it wasn't. It was fifth fifth floor, so maybe you guys were probably a little bit taller. It was maybe a little bit, but taller. I, but that would be interesting to find out. But this really this was. the claim to fame here on the Dix mm-hmm. Brothers Brewery Brew House, built July second, eighteen ninety six. So the same year actually. Uh, wow. It was alleged to be the first fireproof building in Quincy. And if you know anything about the the Dix Brothers Brew House history, there was an raising explosion, an right? Right now, <laughs> yeah, yes. there, there I was, was just going to say, this is where the yeah. irony gets very rich and thick, Chris. Right. 
It was built uh, July 2nd, 1896. It may have been fireproof, but it was not explosion proof. <laughs> and in 1903, right. a 300-barrel rice cooker exploded, destroying yes. the fifth floor and took out basically the whole like southeast corner yep. of the building and there's great pictures which i'll throw on the uh the website yeah of this they rebuilt it so you wouldn't know it today looking at right. it but uh i don't think anyone was killed miraculously i think it happened late at night when there wasn't hmm. there was a minimal people there anyways I, but oh my god i do cool. know that the, the elevation wise it's probably higher um you know there's chris have you ever did have you chris have you ever been on the roof of our building did we take you up to the roof at all Yes, yes, okay. I have been. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you've been on the roof of our building? I don't think I have, actually. But I've seen, like, a video to... of it up there, so I feel like maybe you gotta, you got to come to the happy hours more often, man. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, there is there is a uh, tremendous view, of course, of Missouri from our, our building. Um, but there's also a tremendous view of the Dick Brothers Brewery from oh, our building. Sure the way it's laid out. And I think the elevation is a little higher. And so um, I know people have been up there at the top of their building and the view from their building of the Mississippi and, and so forth is uh, apparently spectacular. So interesting. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give one last one because I want to, this is what kicked it all off for me. And then what we can do is we can throw out, if anybody wants to throw in one last one before we, you know, something we missed or something you guys were excited about um, that we didn't get to, you can do that. But I just, the last one I want to do. And the reason I did this was because I came across this. I'm not even sure how I came across this, to be honest with you. And it's a very odd fact. The first bluebird nesting box trail was established in the Quincy area in 1935 or 34 by T.E. Muzzleman. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's what started all this. <laughs> I, I believe that was on the on the roof of Second String Music Building. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was at the WCU building, buddy. Sorry. No. Wow. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't on top of the new Tremont Hotel or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so we guys uh, throw it out there. Uh, what other ones did you have on your list that we didn't get to that you're really excited about? You got any other ones that you want to throw out there? I'll do a lightning round real fast. First okay. Dogwood Festival in Quincy was May 1st through 3rd of 1970. Did you have that one too, Chris? No, I couldn't find it. I had Dogwood Festival and I could not find the date. <laughs> 1970 seemed Sorry. to be the, the magic number there. Okay. Uh, the one that I found very random and very fun was the first licensed woman embalmer in Quincy, uh, which was Mrs. E. Carl White in 1923. And they ran, her and her husband ran the White Funeral Home, which was located at uh, 1201 Main Street, which is now, I think, Rodimer, Rodimer, I can't pronounce that name very well, the realtor's office there on the south uh, or the north or east corner of uh, 12th and Main. So first li licensed woman in Balmer. That's, I think that was the majority of mine. You know, since you're doing lightning round, I'll do some lightning round real quick, too. Uh, first ever Illinois State Amateur Championship for golf was held in Quincy in 1931. Uh, also, another first... You mentioned with women in first, the first ever female track champion at Quincy Raceways was Kimberly Abbott. She was 21 years old. That happened oh. about 10 years ago or so. Uh, also, we mentioned this multiple times in our podcast, uh, Karen Kemner, first ever uh, person from Quincy to win a medal in the Olympics. 
So those are just a few of the ones that I had that are the kind of the lightning round. Rodney, did you have anything else? Just a couple of quick ones. First cemetery in Quincy was Jefferson Square, where the courthouse is now. It was called Jefferson Square. That was the first cemetery. What was the second? Uh, I believe the it moved out to 24th and Main. It was huh. um, where Johnson Park is now. Uh, I Madison was, Park, I believe. Yeah. Madison Park. Excuse yep. me. You're right. Madison Park. I'm so surprised it's not Woodland. Uh, no, no, no. And actually, they moved bodies from Madison Park, the cemetery there, to Woodland Cemetery. Most most of them. Hmm. Yeah, uh, not all. <laughs> most. Most of them, yeah, yeah. Uh, very quickly, first first drummer for the legendary Quincy rock band, The Funyuns, was Devin Cashman. You didn't know that. <laughs> no way. And the first hotel in Quincy was on the site of where the Newcomb later became, later was put up. It was um, called the Browns Tavern. Oh, interesting. Brown's hmm. Tavern was the first hotel in Quincy. What you do you know what year that was by any chance? Uh 1830 or 40 or something like that. Okay. It was fairly fairly soon after the, you know, Very town got incorporated. All right, guys. So does anything really stick out to you? What's the big one? What's the winner? Oof, there's so many good random ones. It's so hard to pull one. Uh I was really captivated and I by the barber one about this, this violin virtuoso who was also deaf. Just such a strange, random little trail tidbit of Quincy I stumbled across. Um, I don't know. What were you guys thinking? I think they all tied for first. Ah, that's the <laughs> cop out. I'll tell you my you. choice was pretty much out of the gun. The courthouse stuff. I didn't know about the courthouse stuff. My impression was always the courthouse was at the was the original location. It's always been there. It's been, it's been torn down multiple okay, times. Fine. Then, then I'll agree with you. <laughs> there we go. One. We got the winner. Also, so so you know why it was, you know where Jail Alley is in Quincy, don't you, Travis? Sure, absolutely. That that's where the, that's because right behind that was behind where the courthouse was. Mm. Right. Was so literally jail. was the Jail Alley. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And the last hanging uh, in in Quincy took place, I think, at where the courthouse is now, but there was a hanging that took place uh, right around fifth and main. Wow. Yeah. And, and so Rodney, you just created our next fun episode of Quincy last, which would be much, much harder than Quincy first. <laughs> Quincy last. <laughs> well, I'm last all the time, so uh, <laughs> I can host that. I'm following right behind you. Don't worry. Uh, so that is a look at our Quincy first. We hope you enjoy it. Go to our Facebook page. We'll have a, a post on there, by the way, to say, tell us what you think or tell us what we missed because we have a bunch more and I'm sure there's going to be a future episode because we keep piling up this information as we do research. I'm sure there's going to be many, many more of them, but uh, that is a look at the Jim City first. We'll be back here on Wild Quincy. <laughs> Shop Ben Franklin for all your holiday needs. Choose the perfect custom-made gift from our large selection of florals and Christmas and classic home decor. Our gift department features a large variety of unique gifts and home accents, including an extensive selection of brass. Or choose a scented gift from Claire Burke with Applejack or Christmas memories. If you can't find that special something, it's waiting for you at Ben Franklin Gifts and Floral. Ben Franklin Craft. It's a fun place to shop. Thank you. 
Our throwback ad, still going back to 1995. This one for Ben Franklin Crafts. Travis, did you spend any time with your mom and Ben Franklin Crafts? I The one memory that comes to mind is the one that happened every time I was at Ben Franklin, which was quite a long time. My mom would always, we'd get to the door, and then I'd get pulled to the side. Don't touch anything. It was all <laughs> yep. what I was always told. I never had a history of grabbing things. I wasn't a grabby child, but that never prevented the lecture from happening. So I didn't, I just yeah, kind of. Travis, I hear that a lot. Yeah, I hear that a lot too. <laughs> so that's my memory of Ben Franklin Crafts. Not I, walking very, with my hands close to my side, being very careful not to touch yep. anything. I, I had to go one step further, Travis. I got told by my mom, put my hands in my pockets and don't take them out till we leave the store. <laughs> that, that is exactly what she said to me. Was there that much breakable stuff? I don't remember that I much. So. I just remember a lot of flowers. I don't yeah. remember like a lot what of breakable stuff. What were we in danger stuff, of but... doing? <laughs> I don't know. So, where was that located again? So that was like right next to um, to the sporting goods oh, 18th store. Eighteenth of Broadway. Yeah, Eighteenth of Broadway. Yeah, right next to yeah, Merkel's. You, yep, in front yes, of it. Okay. Kind of, yep, right? I remember. Or, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, more closer to Broadway than yeah. it was back right. there. Um, ben Franklin was there for uh, actually a decent amount of time. I can give you the details. Uh, they spent like uh, quite a few years. I never could find the beginning date, but unfortunately I could find the end date. It was kind of weird because in 2012, they sold that property to Walgreens. Now there's a huge Walgreens there. But then a few years later in 2015, they reopened yeah. up another store real close to you, Rodney, right uh, next to the butcher block on main street. It was right next to that. Oh yeah. They were only open for a few months and then they decided it wasn't the best fit and they went ahead and closed. Uh, other locations around the area was there was one in Palmyra which just closed in 2020, and then another one in Macon and Monroe City. But guys, did you know that that was a national chain? Ben Franklin? Yeah. Hmm. I, I I don't know. You both are like, no? Yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of rode the line. Like, looking back, it could see where it's kind of a, not super tight on the branding or marketing maybe, but eh, maybe it's a family of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Ben Franklin is what they refer to as a five-and-dime store. Actually, it was started in Boston 1877 it was originally known as Butler Brothers and then it turned into what they know it as of today uh, a little bit later on the first uh, by the way Sam Walton who would of course later become the founder of Walmart started his retail operating business in a Ben Frank as a Ben Franklin manager Ben Franklin store manager Wow. Uh, so, uh, just to let you know, I think, let me get this right. Yeah. Early nineties, it became the Ben Franklin retail stores incorporated 860, 60 locally owned stores in 47 States. Hmm. Uh, I did find that there's some Ben Franklin's in Washington and a Ben Franklin in Hawaii still. That is still in operation. So there you go. I did not know that. I completely thought that was like a local store that just had four shops around this area, but no national wide store. And by the way, uh, that voice you heard on that on that is none other than Chris Brenneman. She was uh, the creative services person at WGM. Worked with her a long time. She's an awesome person. Last I knew, she was at Hannibal Lagrange College uh, teaching. So, anything on that before we move on? I'm just in awe. You big crafter, Rodney. The... Do I you what? big crafter? <laughs> not a big crafter, huh? I see it. I see it. I'm not not in my wheelhouse, Travis. That's all right. <laughs> I'm sure sometime or another you needed like some hot glue sticks or something. No, not only am I not a crafter, I am also allergic to power Ooh, tools. You and me both. <laughs> Chris can actually do stuff with some power tools, I've, I've noticed yeah. lately. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can I can do woodworking, but I quickly learned today I can't start any lawnmowers. So um, <laughs> I have two, and I couldn't start either one of them today. So it did not work well off for me. Travis, are we ready for the question today? I think oh, so. I was just waiting for it, Chris. I am. Let's revisit the question <laughs> of the day. I'll recap real fast. And this time you can spew out some guesses here. Let me go through the question and the options. When did levee construction begin on the Mississippi River? Was it A, 1845? B, 1718, C, 1910, or D, 1498. Any guesses? Rodney, I'll let you take first crack at this. Well, 1498 is out. I do know that's when Jack Ingram was born, famous saxophone player in the Funyuns. I'm going to say 1910. Okay. Chris? You know, I feel like there's trickery involved with this question. And maybe it's just because I've set you up and knocked you down so <laughs> yeah, many times on these questions. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a softball. You'll get this one. And it's like his third guess yeah, is the right I'm answer. Terrible. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighteen forty-five. All good guesses. And until I found this tidbit of information, I would have had no clue. The first levy along the Mississippi River was actually started in 1718, and it was down around the New Orleans area. It consisted uh. of slightly more than a mile-long, four-foot-high earthen mound that was 18 feet wide at the top uh, with a road on the crown. And this levy was basically meant to protect the residents of the newly founded city of uh, New Orleans when it was under uh, French, not occupation, but when when the French kind of were associated with it. So that's when everything kind of started on the levy. And and as years progressed, obviously the efforts heightened and heightened to regain that bottom land for agriculture and whatnot. So, yeah. So I I was more thinking regional, but you're right. I mean, the mystery. Mississippi goes from Minnesota all the way down to New Orleans, so that makes they, sense. They like the strategic position there at the mouth of the river, and that's why France was really all about New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, we always segue from the question of the day to the next topic, and this one's going to be kind of a fun one. I We haven't delved too far into urban legends. Of yeah, are, are we doing some walking on some levees, Travis? <laughs> We're discussing <laughs> the legality of such things, Chris. Um but, uh, yeah, the, the legend is of the Levee Walker. And this is a, a strange instance where the urban legend, we won't get into any details. You're going to have to stay tuned. But this urban legend kind of came about when Chris and I, we were about in high school when this started happening. I don't know if it's even a current current legend to kids these days. But we're going to look into it. What was it? What was it reported to be? What might it actually be if it does exist? We're going to do a deep dive and see what we can find. We might even have a first-hand experience. We'll see what happens. You're not going to want to miss next episode on the Levy Walker. That's what I'm hoping for, the first-hand experiences. Uh, well, speaking of first-hand experiences, Rodney, we hope you enjoyed your first-hand experience with uh, being yeah, with us here in a while, Quincy, and hope you give us a chance to come back again sometime. Yeah, much fun. Yeah, glad uh, glad. To, you know, I'm in the... I'm in the midst of greatness. Like, what can I say? I mean, yeah, Travis is pretty awesome. I, you know, it's true. Uh, I try well. to downplay it sometimes, but I just can't hide it, guys. <sighs> he's a his, he's a a font. He's a historical font of information. Uh, I was I thought you could raise savants to say savants. I was like, yeah, that, that's. Well, a, I, I said I've been called much yeah. much worse by much better people. No, hey, but you know what? I wouldn't be anything without a constant supply of guitar strings and picks which I'm always able to find yeah. out at Second String Music at 5th and Main. Absolutely. Go see Rodney in your music needs. Him and Cheryl take good care of you, I guarantee.
and he has more than just strings and guitars. He also has evidently keyboards as well. That's so right. you know, yep. like I was keyboards. asking about earlier. Yeah, school band uh, instruments. Yeah, lots of lots of uh, lots of musical related things. Quick question: weirdest instrument you have right now in stock? Ooh. Wow. Weirdest instrument? What you would describe as a weird, like what I would think is a what anybody would think. Oh is yeah, a weird instrument. Um, uh, I have I have a, a good selection of juice harps. <laughs> and you ought to listen to the Patreon episode to find out what a juice harp is because I think now that's can you take play a it, Rami? No, because I like to keep my front. I've teeth never been back. able to do anything with mine. I have one. Yeah. Wow! 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 Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So That's check it out. Strange. But it sounds like we're going to have uh, Rodney coming on for our Patreon episode. Check that out. It'll be coming out next Tuesday here on uh, our Patreon uh, site. So check that out. And again, thanks, Rodney. We've had a blast. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Travis, are we missing anything? No. Check us out, wildquincy.com. We'll try to get some information that corresponds to our first on the blog, which you can find at wildquincy.com. Also, you know, be sure and say hi on Facebook or any other way you want to. And we'd love to hear from you. This isn't meant to be a one-way street. Give us a shout. We'd like to know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. This is a work in progress, people. Let us know what we can do. All right. Well, for uh, Rodney, our special co-host, and Travis, I'm Chris Ketters. You've been listening to Wild Quincy. Have a good one. Take care, everybody.